Hi, and welcome back to Jake Grace and Hot Takes. Um, today we got a few uh, new things we want to bring on to here. Um, my buddy Rich is um, taking a break from doing our podcast here, and my wonderful fiance is going to be uh, joining us and taking over for the time be- being until he uh, may come back. He's um, taking care of his education and getting his things on right. So um, my fiance is uh, Tabitha, and she's going to give you a little brief introduction about herself. So like my fiance Zach said, I am Tabitha. Um, I'm a huge Disney fan and um, I was in a very abusive relationship previously and I'm starting to like discover new things about me. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. I try to keep everything positive and happy as well. I don't try to be too serious because um, you can't take life seriously. So. And today uh, we're going to talk about um, about your self-worth and really just kind of going over a little bit of uh, our first episode of, of really practicing what you preach and kind of moving forward and always trying to improve regardless of what kind of situation you're facing. So before I met Zach, I did not have any self-worth at all, especially with my past relationship. I was unable to speak up for myself. I was unable to really voice any opinion but now I've discovered that it's okay to voice your opinion to have boundaries and to set those and to have people respect them or at least meet them Um, because if you don't have that people will run over you and before I didn't have that because I was so timid so shy so nervous but now I'm more like okay I have these boundaries and what I will and will not put up with and if you cannot meet those expectations or you cannot respect my boundaries and you keep crossing them, then you don't need to be in my life. Yeah, and that's something I've, I've learned off of you um, a lot. And it's took me a long time trying to start putting those uh, practices into place. And um, now I'm, after I've kind of figured it out, I'm also trying to pass it on to other people and uh, like my brother. And he's just, it's, uh, it's an adventure to say the least. But uh, everything you've really kind of helped me put me uh, put the foot in the proverbial la- proverbial ass, kind of helped me go and accelerate the path that I I've been on, and it's really helped me to kind of put my put my foot down on things I won't put up with, and instead of just saying I won't put up with, actually taking the action to do so. But that also comes into play where you can preach and tell someone to speak up for themselves and do things for themselves and create boundaries, but they themselves have to do it. You cannot constantly tell someone to do it. They have to do it. You can help them. You can tell them, like, hey, you should set this boundary if you don't like it. And, but they ultimately have to decide whether they're going to do it or not. Now, what if it's someone who has, like, no real experience, like, putting down boundaries and just rolling over? I didn't have anybody to teach me anything, and I think this has become, from my perspective, I didn't have anybody to teach me those things. I didn't have anybody to help me when I was in my past relationship for those five years that I was in that abusive relationship to help me discover it. I had to discover it by myself because my ex would never go out with me anywhere. So I started taking myself out and taking myself out on dates and discovering myself. Because I slowly doing it, yeah, it sucked at first, but slowly doing it, I started to discover my self-worth and what I was worth and what I wasn't worth. What would you say would be some of the things that would have really showed you that that you had to discard on uh, not being worthy of you? I'm not sure what you mean. 
Um, like some of the, if you take a whole thing of characteristics of um, of you, what are some things that you weren't willing to, you didn't want to be part of you to to really show your self worth? Like some women are like, oh well, I had sex with like fifty other people, and that's not really a self worth thing because it's a really trashy thing. Well, men, uh, see that's the thing, women cannot have sex with fifty people, but men can do it and it's okay. But it, in my opinion, it's trashy either way, whether it be a male or female doing that. I'm not sure what so, you're, so, you're... All right, so what, what were some of the quali- qualities that you whenever, you discovered whenever you were uh, find, going after your self-worth? So one of the qualities that I found when I was going after my self-worth is the first thing that I noticed, which it took a while, it took like three or four times going out by myself and taking myself out on dates, was I was okay alone. I didn't need anybody, nor do I still need anybody to survive in this life. Because, and this is not me trying to be mean, but you only are able to rely on yourself, especially nowadays in this world. And I realized that from a young age beforehand, when my dad got deployed, that you only have yourself to rely on. And it's nothing against my parents, parents or anything but you have to be independent in this world you have to discover that you're okay alone and you don't need anybody to make your yourself happy you can do it yourself um like a lot of people use alcohol and drugs as a coping mechanism to make them happy and i also discovered that that i didn't need any of that to make me happy because there's other healthier alternatives to make you happy without sacrificing your health or well-being yeah and i like for me though it was a i I completely went in the uh, opposite direction of getting better and and that's because i had no real uh, direction and i i just didn't know what i was doing with myself and uh trying to find that self-worth i really i would have to say um delayed a lot of things um that should have been a period of time where i was really just taking inventory of what I wanted I needed to do and really how to move forward and not go into that downward spiral and I obviously I didn't have the right people around me to even remotely say hey you're kind of going the wrong way about this maybe you should try this way instead but it doesn't not to interrupt you but it doesn't matter if someone tells you what's right from wrong, because you as an adult know oh, what's right for you, what's wrong for you. It wasn't really you know a right from wrong. You know what's healthy for you and what's non-healthy for you. It's just I had no, like, real direction of, like, how do I live? What what qualities do I really pursue? Because I was that blue pill guy who was just bent over the the chair the entire time saying, sure, I'll, whatever you need, whatever you need. I was a slave to someone for so long. And, uh, and then kind of being released from that leash and then you know you're kind of like you're gonna go hard wild and i went hard wild for a while and it's just it was uh i there was no like hey you know what you might want to go and talk with this with someone or this you're living the wrong way this kind of lifestyle is not a the right lifestyle but if you always come home and you're living that lifestyle and you feel drained and you just don't feel your feel good at all um just like with children as an example children who grow up in a very negative environment 
Okay? They either grow up to be just like their parents or they grow up to be different from them and learn learn from the past and know what they don't want. They didn't have anybody to teach them that. They just grew up and knew that they did not want that because they saw well, I think, it. Yeah, but also, they saw that's right there's the teaching tool by itself. Yeah, but also getting out of Because they're, cho- they're choosing, like, you know what, I don't want to be anything like this. And then they're going, you know what, then they're taking the steps to figure it out. Yeah. But they've, what, what the I lesson did, was is I don't want to be like this. But what I did when I got out of my, uh, when I was still with my ex, but I slowly started taking myself out because he never wanted to hang out with me i discovered it myself so you as a an adult whether you have those skills whether you have someone to tell you or not you have to have the self-discipline to do it yourself because sometimes you will not have anybody to tell you what to do and hold your hand and guide you like an infant i'm sorry to say that but that's for me personally that's how it sounds because you are an adult you can have self-discipline and learn self-worth and find healthier alternatives because you know right from wrong. You know what you shouldn't do and should do. And there's some consequences from your decisions that some people have to live with for the rest of their life because they didn't choose a healthier manner to go through, like to go by. Um, Like, I took the healthier route. I took myself out to restaurants when Steak and Shake was still open. They closed it down. But when it was still open, I took myself out to eat there because it was cheap. I watched movies with my dog. I didn't really go out and have flings with just every Tom in the world. I basically slowly tried to discover myself with... Like, taking myself out at the mall, too. Like, just shopping. So, you can do it yourself. You can choose some men that get out of a bad relationship. And some women, too, choose to go to the gym, work on themselves. And they become a sexy or handsome person. And they start finding their self-worth and looking good. And this is why a lot of divorced couples, when they see their ex or whatever, even if they were together just boyfriend girlfriend or fiance and they get out of a relationship and the person who is really drained and exhausted from that and they turn their life around and become a better person and they did it themselves because they didn't have anybody to guide them um that's why their their partner wants them back because they realize oh they were always that person but they slowly discovered it because of the bad things that happened or the divorce or whatever it may be yeah, but i think before all that is just a lot of times it comes from uh, speaking on that point in particular, just it, I think it comes from all the years of uh, it would be like servitude or helping in um, other ways, and it's just being torn down so much. Maybe there's this, those skills were already there beforehand, so they were just pushed to the wayside because I'm gonna, I, I got my responsibilities here to do. I gotta take a back seat. I can't do this. I can't do that because of this. And um, that's one thing I don't think is a really true thing because that's something I did. Anything I was working on or wanted to work on, I always made sure to take back seat to take care of the other person because that's what you're supposed to do. That's the thought process. Well, I did that for my ex, but I also discovered my own self-worth by myself. So I would cook him his food. I was cl- I would clip his nails. Yes, he was a grown man, and I did clip his toenails. I know that sounds sad now, and I know that. Um, I would clean the whole house for him. He did not clean. Anytime I went grocery shopping, he would not help me with groceries. Which is funny because 
the first time that my current fiance Zach, um, when he helped me with grocery bags, I completely freaked out because I was so nervous about the reaction that I was so used to with him. Um, but he helped me. But what I'm saying is I had to do everything. I had to serve my ex completely. And if I didn't, there was repercussions as in physical abuse. And I, when I took myself on a date, I didn't have anybody to tell me what was right, what was wrong. People knew what was wrong, but I never told anybody. I kept that internally because that's just what I do. But I learned it myself. And you can't be a torn down person and completely weak and build yourself up without anybody around you. Without someone giving you guidance, without telling anybody anything. Yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. It's just I I think if, uh, if the uh, opportunity is available and someone can at least give out their hand. Because I, I enjoy helping people, and, and that's like a way. I was frustrating these like with my brother. It's, it's just a way I can kind of help and give back from what I've learned throughout life, and maybe it'll help the next person. It could be even a stranger on the street and... Or say if I actually did go to the gym for once in my life, I'm stuck in a truck, so I, there's no gym membership for me. But um, even at even at truck stops, sometimes it's just having a conversation with dude might be like not telling them, oh, this is how you do this, how you do this. It's just, hey man, just a simple conversation sometimes is is what changes a, someone's direction. Yeah, but you can preach to someone all day long. It still is up to them. Like my sister's friend Danielle we all went on a bachelorette party and her boyfriend she's currently no longer with him thank god but he was not a very good guy he did not want to hang out with her he didn't want to go anywhere with her he stayed in the house when he dropped her off um to go out on the bachelorette party he didn't even say hi to us he didn't even acknowledge me and my sister he didn't help her with her bags which was very weird to me, um, but I did have a serious conversation with her and I only tell people once because I went through it um, and let her know, like, hey, you are worth so much more because you're a good person, and you don't deserve that. And I told her once, and I said, it's up to you ultimately because you are the person in that relationship. You are the one deciding whether you want to put up with it or not. And with his brother, um, his brother we've talked to several times about self-worth, about narcissists, because his ex- his soon-to-be ex-wife, hopefully, is a very not-kind person. And his brother, after we talked to him about it, goes ahead and texts her and begs her, can we work it out? And to me, that shows that you're a weak person. And especially when people are giving your hand to someone to help them, and they continuously do that, they have to do it that themselves. I think it's going to take for him, after the papers are signed for any kind of change to really start to set in and I think his biggest fear is being alone well being and I alone think that's why it's it, I agree it's not the worst it's probably one of the better things but he has never been alone and um, me and rich talked about this on one of our uh, one of our previous episodes of no one knows how to be alone in today's day and age because if you looked at it from childhood you're being raised by theoretically parents or whoever, and as you get into your out of high school, you've always been around people, you've always had parents or someone taking care of you, then 
with the way this the world is, it really preaches a lot of about being in relationships and whatnot. But you go from high school to college, and you got all you got your guidance counselors, you got mentors, you got people, you know, quote unquote, save showing you the way. And then from there, you get into say you get into a relationship, which is a very common thing. And then now you're out of college, and the entire time from age zero to twenty five, you've never been outside of a thing. Oh, go ahead. Just because you're in a relationship or with someone doesn't mean that you are constantly with someone. You can feel alone and still be with someone. Like my ex, me and him were, were together. We were living in the same household. I was in one room. He was in the other. But I felt alone. most The majority of the time, 75% of the time with him, what I'm saying, I felt alone. But I'm speaking pretty generally. And with the... Uh... And with that, though, is like, no one's, not a lot of people really get that, oh, how do I be alone? I've always been around people. There's always been someone there. Yeah, but you can still feel alone and be with people. So what I'm saying is, you are used to being lonely. You're just used to that presence of a person there. Yeah, and I, that's something I don't think Dustin, I think that's why, that's, that's Dustin's biggest fear is, he doesn't know what to do. He has never, ha he doesn't have someone telling him what to do how to do it, where to go, go to your job, like that. You and should not I, need someone should not to tell you. No, no, I agree. Anybody he should, should not. never have and, someone tell him what to do. And that's why I, I call him this blue-pilled guy, because these are what blue-pilled men do. This is why they're perceived as these weak men. Well, because, I also... Because his biggest thing is, like, I was this nice guy, I did everything for her, I showered her with gifts, I showered her with attention, and it still wasn't enough. Why wasn't it enough? And I told him straight up, I was like, because you're weak. Well, not only is it because he's not that strong of a person, it also has to do with if you're with a person who does not respect you, who does not value you, who does not really love you, who does not care, it's on them. It's on that other person because she chose to cheat on him. She chose to treat him like shit. Just like my ex. He chose to do some really bad things to me. He chose to hit me. He chose to ignore me 99% of the time. He chose those things. Even though they will, a narcissist will tell you it's your fault. You're the reason why. And you do slowly believe it. Because I believed it for a long, long time. Until recently I got into therapy and have been on medication for it. But... I discovered my self-worth. I knew what I was worth slowly. And it took time. It takes years. It will, And it's still going to take me years because I got PTSD from it. And with his brother, it's going to take him years to realize it is okay to be alone. It is okay to not need anybody to tell me what to do because I can do it myself. Yeah, um... That's one thing, because he's, he's trying, I think he just does this to rile me up, because he knows it will drive me up a wall, talking about, oh, as soon as I'm, I'm not even divorced yet, and I'm already looking at dating, and like, dude, you're not nowhere near ready that stage, and then I start going off the handle, because it's, it's not something you do, but like, in the middle of divorce, or really after a divorce, is that during this time, it's like, you, you work through the issue you're working on, which is the divorce itself, get through the bullshit, and then the next step is to recover and rebuild yourself and i think that's something he has no idea like this dude doesn't even have a budget yet and he's telling me oh it'll, it'll come around i'll just work a second job and 
I've told him before, it's like, if you don't even take these basic steps, you're just burning, one, you're burning money, and you're going to do absolutely nothing for yourself. You're going to end up in the same situation, different woman, at different name. That's all it's going to be. Like you do that, and like all you're going to do is completely repeat what insanity is. And you're not going to, and you, but you can't do that. But I think he does it just around me up because he knows it angers the living hell out of me. But for me personally, coming from my perspective, I don't baby anybody. I let them know what's wrong, what's right, what they should put up with their worth, who I think they are as a person. But ultimately, if they don't listen to me the first time, or even the second time, like, I've talked to his brother two or three times already. I let him know my piece. I let him know what he's worth. I let him know what he needs. I let him know these things. If he continues to beg his wife, to me that shows, or his soon-to-be ex-wife hopefully, to take him back and to work it out, even though she's the one that cheated on him and she's the one that did all these bad things, um, to me that's like, I don't need to um, constantly tell you because you're going to go right back in that cycle and you have to figure it out yourself. I'm not going to... <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. I'm not going to hold your hand constantly. You're an adult. <laughs> and you know you. what to do. Now, if it's a kid, that's different. If it's a child. But he is a 30-year-old man, 30-something years old. He's close to 30 or whatever. And he needs to start doing it himself. Because I'm not going to hold a grown man's hand through life ever again. And I think that just stems from my ex and the way I was with my ex. Because to me, it's like... Whether it be a male or a female, you have to do it yourself. You have to do it yourself. No one is going to do it for you. I had to learn it. Danielle had to learn it. His brother has to learn it. And there's many well, among you that have to learn to do things alone in yourself. And just know that you're worth it. Just look in the mirror and tell yourself you are worth so much more okay, than what you're putting up say with. Say Danielle seems like she had a, has a... Danielle, yeah. Had a uh, had that foundation already. The only thing you did was you ascended a hand, and that hand she she is what really must kind of tr- could have been like the final piece in the puzzle. To go, you know what? You're right. Now this and you gave her like this is what you do. Inadvertently you did, and she she went and did it. But you gave her a hand, and she's like she followed that on her own accord. But she was actually a, a, a listening to you. Well, she listened to me, and I did tell her a heart-to-heart, and this is something personal that I really don't tell anybody freely, Um, but I told her, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror, and you're going to realize that the person you used to be is no longer there, and it's going to eat you alive every day, which I deal with on a constant basis to this day, and it sucks. Um, But also, there was another incident after I talked to her a couple weeks later, um, where her boyfriend um her well her ex now ex yeah now ex um he is very homophobic and very transphobic and really that and her friend has a person that goes by they them pronouns and uh you know living that lifestyle and he threw a fit because her friend was over and they were talking about that her partner and he was screaming and yelling and saying very harsh things. And I think that was the final piece to breaking up with them. Because if someone doesn't respect 
who your friends are and what their lifestyle is. You may not have to agree with it. You don't have to agree with it. But you can also be respectful. Like Danielle, she's, she smokes a vape. She does weed. And I'm not, personally, I don't like that stuff. I don't like doing that stuff. But I'm okay with people doing it because I know, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I'm not going to scream and yell and holler and get mad over something like that. I would never act like that. But so I think that was the final piece to her realizing she needed to let him go. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And, oh, you were standing here hanging to help her out with that. And, and uh, well, also I think his she, actions. I think she, well, his, his own actions. actions she already, I think she already needed to know that she could leave. It's just... There was just one more thing that was missing. Just I, I know there was a few other uh, factors going into it, and well, she didn't want to move back in with her parents, and I had to move back in with my parents, and it sucks because it once you're once you're free as a an adult and you're away from your parents, it's like amazing. Because especially if you grew up with strict parents, well, not so much my dad because he was never around because he was deployed a lot, but my mom, she's very strict on us and like. We didn't get to hang out with friends. We didn't get to go to parties. We didn't get to do any of that. So my freedom was everything. Yeah, like so even when I left my stuff. dad's, I left the day I basically got my diploma and I was gone instantly. And uh, even whenever I had, to, I had to come back. I mean, granted, I wasn't living with my dad. I mean, I came to this house to help take care of my grandfather, but. To me, I'm still moving. I'm this is my home, so I was still moving back home, even though I wasn't underneath my dad's roof. Like I still had, I had the freedom to pretty much do whatever I wanted. But it just, it was, it's like a kick to the gut having to go back because uh, you feel like a failure. Yeah, and I think that's what she struggled with. But also another slow thing that she started to say was that her boyfriend, her current ex, um. Would not take out her dog, not take care of her dog, not, like, not even take the dog out to go to the bathroom. It's a simple thing. And that's for com- disrespectful. for common people that love animals, like, that's just the thing you do. I mean, that just, that's that, just, just as a human being, I mean. Like, well, you mean, not you all mean, humans are the same. I understand that, but just generally it's just, if, take the damn dog out. It's not a hard thing to do. He wouldn't even put food in the bowl, yeah, which no, is sad. That guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I agree, he is, but she's luckily out of that relationship, but like with your brother, he needs to do it himself. He has to. She did it herself. We told her. He showed her his actions. Danielle got out of that relationship. I did the same thing. I discovered it myself, alone, because I didn't really have anybody. I mean, I have my family that are saying, like, hey, he's not that great of a guy, and I think my breaking point to find ultimately finding myself worth was the very end of my relationship with my ex. My dad came to me and he looked at me and he was serious and he said, he never loved you and he never will. And if you get married to him, I won't come to your wedding. And I think that was the ultimate like kick in the ass that I needed because when my dad told me that I got back to my ex's house and he said he wanted to break up and I was like, that's fine. He started recording me because I was very upset. Obviously, because I was with that guy for five years. I poured everything into it. So he started recording me. So I recorded a video back. Because I was like, you, you're not going to record me. I can record myself. Um, and I now know that the reason why he did that was because it was part of control. Part of him showing people how crazy I was to make himself look like the 
good guy when he was not. Um, but ultimately, that was the kick in the ass that I needed from my dad. And I'm slowly on that path to finding self-worth still. I'm not 100% there yet, but I know what I won't put up with in a relationship now. I know what I will accept. I know what I'm worth as a human just in general. And I know my value. Yeah, okay. Well, like whenever uh, like whenever we first started dating, I definitely, I'll, I'll say I definitely had some self-worth. I didn't have the backbone as I should have when we first started dating. You, know, you, you gave me some of the tools to do so. And that that's where... Um, I, I was, it just, I was on a very, very screwed up way of recovering and I was really just trying to rehash my same old habits again and again and again and there was things I already knew I wouldn't stand for like cheating, just generally cheating in general and that that's where my line was always drawn but I always was so laid back about everything else and that's where um, I got taken advantage a lot and you you kind of you showed me that and that was a why I've gone as far as I have you kind of showed me that and then people just proved it and then that's whenever I started taking the actions and little by little I've improved and I've increased that ability to have that self worth of just having those boundaries willing to say no not not letting not letting stuff slide at all and um, a lot of people don't understand it stand is you don't need to be an asshole. You can still be a laid-back guy and have these standards. It's just you can't – you got to have enough of a backbone not to let these standards pass. And that's where a lot of people, I think, fall into that trap of, oh, i got to be walking around as this alpha-type bro dude, and and that's it, and just be having this attitude all the time. And, and it really isn't. Whether it be a male or a female, you don't have to walk around as an asshole or a bitch 24-7. You can tell a person no and be respectful or tell a person, I'm not going to put up with that. Please stop it in a respectful manner. You can be assertive. And if they still cross that boundary and they still do it and you tell them a second time, like, hey, I told you I do not like that. I told you no. I told you I did not want to do this. I told you I didn't want to take this. I didn't told you this already. Um... And they continue to do it, then you start to become slowly the asshole or the bitch that yeah, they would it, say. It goes in stages, pretty much. Yeah. Like, stage but one, it would be like, hey, man, just... Chill out. Chill. What, this, this, this shit ain't cool. And then if they continue to do it, you got to get a little bit more aggressive. And if they still continue to do it, eventually, if it goes through the whole array of things, it, if it's with another guy, you, you go outside, you take care of your business. It's, it's very simple. But, but majority of people don't want to fight. The minute you tell them, like, hey, man, this shit ain't cool, they might push a little bit more, and you get you double down and show them that you're serious, they'll most likely back off. Yeah, more than likely they will. But, but you can't go from zero to 100 of saying, hey, no, okay, yeah. we're going outside. Yeah. It yeah. has to be a gradual thing because, honestly, who, who really wants to fight, especially fist fight? I mean, all he's going to do is lead to broken knuckles, hospital visits, and um, going to jail. Yeah. So, but also, like, with that, like, if someone's calling you, oh, you've changed, oh, you're a raging B-word or a a-hole, then that person is probably 
taken advantage of you and used to crossing your boundaries so much that when you do change and you do become self-reliant on yourself and find your self-worth and set your boundaries and they call you that and you evaluate why they are and you really like look at it from their perspective and your perspective and you try to talk it out and they're still calling you that then the problem is with them because more than likely they're so used to crossing your boundaries and getting away with it and they're not used to you actually saying hey no it's not cool anymore and i'm done and i'm not gonna put up with it yeah no i completely agree with that statement completely um so with all with all this talk about self worth, what would what would you say would, before we uh, kind of close this out? What would you say would be one thing um, you would have you would say you have to do or you should do with finding your self worth? Where would you start? Um, where I started was taking myself out on dates. I know it's probably different for men, but even if a man just takes himself out to the bar, gets a drink, gets wings, going out alone and doing things by yourself you'll slowly start to realize your self-worth. All right, I think that's a excellent place to start for uh, today. Um, thank you all, all Ians, for uh, turning in. And uh, we're going to have you more episodes coming out, hopefully, uh, every week. Uh, we're going to try and stay on that schedule. And um, thanks for tuning in. Jake Breaks and Hot Takes. Have a uh, good day.